Welcome to Don't Watch This with Rob and Josh, where we watch terrible movies so you don't have to. I'm Rob, and this is my co-host, Josh. Hello. And today, we're going to be discussing Rob Zombie's Halloween and Halloween 2. Here on Don't Watch This, we like to take a look at films that either one of us has seen or both of us have not seen. So, I've never seen anything of the Halloween franchise or anything related to it, other horror movies involved. But Rob, you're a huge horror movie fan, and... You've seen this how many times? Uh, several times, probably more than I can count. Uh, the Halloween franchise is definitely one of my uh, favorite film franchises. I'm, I'm a big slasher fan, so definitely a big fan of Michael Myers. So you do realize we're watching the Halloween remake, not the original John Carpenter film. This isn't the original? Dear God. Um... I honestly didn't know that. I thought that's what we were watching today. And uh, that's why I brought popcorn. And uh, that's why we went out to lunch earlier. Because this was going to be a good day. <laughs> no, these are the remakes. So, uh, yeah. This would be an interesting experience for both of us. I haven't seen these for a little while. So, when did these movies come out? They Because the original came out in what year? That was... I think it was the 70s something like that okay. uh, we'll get an act, a number later but either way so halloween uh rob zombies halloween was released in 2007 and the sequel halloween 2 was released in 2009 they are reimaginings of the classic john carpenter film uh both were directed by rob zombie who you might know from uh the band white zombie <laughs> and both films star malcolm mcdowell as dr samuel loomis as well as Tyler Maine in the role of the titular Michael Myers. What the titular? The title role. I'm just going to say you're right on that and question my sanity later. Josh, you even know who Michael Myers is? He's a guy with a mask and uh, a knife at some point. So, in this, I've already explained that I haven't seen any of the Halloween movies. But we're going to watch both the first one and the second one. The remakes. The remakes. Yes, the remakes. And kind of give our own synopsis for each of the films. Now, this first one, we plan on having a double feature. And moving forward, we're hopefully going to plan to have a bi-weekly release. Whether it's going to be based on just one movie or two is just to be determined by schedules. Because I, myself, am a production artist working full-time. And Rob, who I met at the same company, is production for production artist full time, as well as pursuing his passion in tattoo making and applying. Yeah, I'm apprenticing to be a tattoo artist right now, so I'm definitely busy. So we'll release these as uh, as we're able to, but we're gonna try to make this a pretty regular, a uh, pretty re regular show. So before we. Uh, start watching the film josh i'd like to get your uh what you think the plot of this movie is going to be based on the movie poster 
before the film. I'm going to be honest. I forgot we were doing this about the movie poster stuff, even though it was my idea originally to look at the poster and have the other person give a description. And let me just say, Rob has the quaint ability to just say the actor's name and go off of what happens in the movie based on the actor's name, and I hate it. (laughs) Every single fucking time. So for those of you who haven't seen the poster, the poster that we're looking at uh, has presumably uh, Michael Myers' silhouette uh, standing in front of uh, kind an of explosion, an, an explosion, but also, uh, yeah, it kind of looks like a fiery, fiery interpretation of the iconic Michael Myers mask. Uh, and the tagline says, "Evil has a destiny." So, based on that, Josh, what do you think the plot of this film is going to be? The thing is, like, once you look into the poster more. There's forest on the left side, so I'm getting a more haunted hills kind of vibe. As well as a singular home that looks like a mansion or a log cabin or something out there. Also in the face that makes up the iconic mask, which I do know. I'm not an invalid that doesn't understand what the Michael Myers mask is. Did you know that the uh, original Michael Myers mask was based on uh, Captain Kirk? It was a Captain Kirk mask that they painted white. That's both terrifying and enlightening, and now I need to talk to my father, who was a big Star Trek fan. Um, But in the poster, there's also a lot of faces that make up the mask. So based on this, Evil Has a Destiny... I'm thinking Destiny's Child should at least come on once in this movie, and I'm hoping it does. I'm going to be sorely disappointed if it doesn't. All I can think is a lot of people are going to die. And it's a individual that will murder a load of people. Presently, more than likely, all of the people in that make up the mask of this particular poster. Is this your first slasher film? More than likely. Original. In terms of an, a, a remake. Um, I've never seen the original Jason. I've never seen any of the Freddies. Um, I've only seen Jason versus Freddy. And I've never seen any of the Halloween. So we're going to see how this all comes out. And uh, like I said, hopefully we can continue to do this as a bi-weekly thing with more movies. And if anybody enjoys the podcast, enjoys what we're talking about, and... Uh, funny and or satirical nature maybe people can send us stuff in we'll see so yeah we're gonna watch the film now and uh, we'll come back to you after josh has seen the film and give you our thoughts and uh, give you an official plot summary for the film and uh, yeah we'll be back shortly we'll also do a uh, certain rating system we're not sure how we're doing that just yet but let's just say the lower the number don't watch it the higher the number would highly recommend. But as always, don't take our opinions for fact. We're just idiots that enjoy movies and or some shitty movies. Josh really likes shitty movies. I apparently do. You'll find out sooner or later how many shitty movies I enjoy. And uh, yeah, we'll go from there. All right, so we just finished watching Rob Zombie's Halloween uh, remake. And happy Halloween, <laughs> mother fuck so josh uh now that we've watched the film 
Can you give me a plot summary based on what you just saw? And how did um, it differ from what you thought this movie was going to be? It, it did not differ in any way, shape, or form, except for pure idiocy. In the sense of typical slasher filmology. In any way, shape, or form. Um, I really... Well, it started off with a young man who had a troubled household through his abusive stepfather, his shitty older sister, his mother who was a stripper who cared about him for the most part, and uh, bullied in school. And he also went and tortured and killed certain animals. This was noticed and a plan was set forth to combat that. He decided not to do that and went on a murder spree of uh, bully. Then later that evening or that next day, decided, happy Halloween, I have a knife. And decided to kill the rest of his family, except for his mother and his younger sister. And, um, we get introduced to the same, uh, doctor who decides to try to work with him over the next two decades. He eventually escapes, heads back to his hometown to find his baby sister, who, by police negligence, was, uh, adopted by a family that, uh, lived in the same fucking town. Then we go on a masquerade of who's that pervert in the mask, and eventually, boom, headshot. I hated so many things of this movie. It was great. But I was yelling at the TV, and Rob can attest to this, mm -hmm. in terms of, as uh, one little thing, nobody locks the fucking door. Also, there's more than two bullets in a gun. Yeah, so typical uh, slasher movie uh, logic here. But we did watch the unrated director's cut, so there was a little bit more than the uh, theatrical release for this movie. But uh, yeah, I, I definitely have a lot of notes for this movie. Did they um, actually, like, fucking not aim in the theatrical cut? Or, like, to cause less score? Because, I mean, they would have hit, like, one shot then. Oh, no, there, there is... Uh, that was a that was a cat. Excuse that. Uh, no, there's definitely a lot of gore in the uh, theatrical cut for sure, but um, yeah, there's there's way more gore in the remake than there is in the original movie. But uh, yeah, so like some of the stuff that uh, I wrote down, um, like what is up with the asshole for the stepfather? Like this guy's a fucking psycho, uh, you know, like. Two two minutes into the movie, uh, he's telling the mom that he would crawl over and skull fuck her. And then he's, like, looking at uh, the daughter's ass. Yeah, he's just, like, a total scumbag, which is pretty much uh, the case for most of the people in this movie. There's a lot of overtones and undertones, but it's also... This was made back in 2007. Based on a movie... From the 70s. So you gotta think, the time period that it was based in is much different in terms of the start of that 
film, per se. And, uh, yeah, I wasn't going to bring up the skull fucking, but I'm glad you put that in your notes. <laughs> glad that was a point of interest. It definitely was. And, uh, yeah, well, could, because everybody in that family is nuts, except for maybe, like, uh, the baby. Clearly, Michael, uh, you know, like, that kid that plays Michael Myers is so creepy. Like, that kid ha- just has dead eyes. He was a perfect actor for the position. What are you talking about? Well, I think obviously. choices of actors and choice of acting wise, perfect. Yeah, I think the acting is the pretty story. good. Except for certain cops. Well, that's, I, that's typical slasher fare. Well, the cops are dumb. The teenagers are dumb. Um, the parents are always dumb. I want to go back to you uh, just laying the baby off. Um, well, the baby eventually got dumb, kind of. Lori's a little stupid in this in this version of the film. You're going with a little, a little I'm, compared to some of the other teenagers that are in this uh, in this one. I'm questioning you. Um, so I'm gonna go over a few notes. Is uh, well, first things first. Uh, kids are terrible. Um, the little kids screaming and just. You know, not calling for help or not. It just seemed very haphazard. Do you mean the the uh, curly-headed kid that he it, killed? No, 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 no. Later on in the movie. Later oh, on. Oh. Um, very, uh... But I will say my favorite line, and no, it's not the, uh, I don't want to eat chicken abortions. Uh, yeah, I wrote that down, too. I know you did. I watched. Because uh, I kind of want to use that. As a substitute for the word eggs in my vocabulary now. You do you, boo. I mean, I'm not going to... Anyways, um, mine is probably these are the eyes of a psychopath from the main doctor who uh, the Anthony Hopkins lookalike. I can't remember Malcolm the McDowell. Name. Yep. Dr. Loomis is, yeah, that is one. his character's name. And, uh... Yeah, what about his, um... His, like, badass attitude when he walked into the school to meet Michael Myers for the first time with his fucking big-ass sunglasses, slick-back hair. Um, I really don't understand why that was put in as their costume design choice. Yeah, well, I think it kind of, like, conveys that he's, you know, like, kind of pompous and arrogant. To begin with, and he does he he doesn't like he kind of views Michael's case more as uh you know for like publicity than anything. I mean that's so many people in the world though now like take a look at serial killers in general. I mean look at the series Mindhunter on Netflix. Yeah, I mean it does. It's glorified some of these acts, and some people enjoy. Uh, not some people, a lot of people enjoy these shows. Myself included. Yeah, same. Just because it's an interesting story. It's a frame of mind that most of us might think of, but the line to cross it will never cross that threshold in just the normal sense of mm-hmm. life. Um, next one. What's your next note? My next note? Uh... I already mentioned locked doors. There's still a cat right there. Um, the uh, I really 
really hate how nobody comes outside of their house. It's a neighborhood filled with introverts. And I don't understand it because everybody seems like they are buddy-buddy with every neighbor. And, uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so some of the other stuff that I had written down. First off, uh, every person, like almost every person in this movie is just a, a terrible human being. Uh, the bullies at school, like that kid with the curly hair totally gets what's coming to him. Uh, I have to disagree. Not on the bully. Fuck the bully. Um, Machete. Okay, yeah. Danny Trejo's character was the only person (laughs) worth, uh, worth a shit in this movie. And yeah, he got, he got done dirty, but. Yeah, so saying that every character that he kills is like, yeah, they deserved it. I can name like three that didn't deserve it. I think most of them got it coming the the uh the truck driver in uh in the bathroom what did joe grizzly do i'm joe grizzly bitch he pulled a knife on him you know this is we're talking about a fictional character who murdered let's let's count it out prior to that point at least 12 people from his first halloween murder spree candy fuck fest to now and um, and you're saying because this trucker, let's remind ourselves, a trucker. No, I'm not saying the trucker started. I'm saying a trucker, yeah, he kind of deserved it. He was just trying to take a poo. He was taking a 30-minute shit like somebody uh, that I know. We're not mentioning that. But then he proceeded and to pull a, a knife. I'm sorry. And he was like looking at porn in a public bathroom. So, you know, I think... It's kind of weird. Um, would it be better if he did it on the road? Yeah, while driving in in this in, in the privacy of his own truck. Um, <laughs> but yeah, most of the people in the movie are like real shitheads, though. Uh, Michael Myers is a fucking like gigantic. Uh, who the the guy that plays him is is fucking tall. Uh, the guards. They're all pieces of shit, except for Danny Trejo. Who we do not remember his name, because I don't think, I think it was... I think it was Max. Yeah, it was Max. Something now like I, that. Now that I think about it. And, uh... Best orderly. Had three months till retirement. Now he has a TV head. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it was really, uh... Sad when that, uh... Occurred. And, uh... I didn't care for it. I didn't... I... Overall, the movie upset me in terms of just the typical slasher film stuff of that time period and still occurring today where terrible movies are just being remade and remade well see halloween one like the original halloween is a classic which you haven't seen this is a rob zombie film why didn't we watch that because we're watching bad movies and these are two well no we're watching bad movies and masterpieces well, so these are two two on the scale of slightly bad to really bad, which you'll you know, understand when you watch Halloween 2. Uh, I'm going to have an aneurysm. I'm hoping for it. Um, some of my other notes, which are terrible now that I think of it. Uh, I like the artwork of the dead animal outside of his mother's grave. Um, I still question where that gravestone 
went? He took it to the Myers house. Well, it was never shown after that fact. It was never... Like, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's where it was. Like, I didn't... I don't think there was a uh, a local gravekeeper that was like, Oh, shit. Speaking we of... We found the headstone. Come get it. Speaking of the gravekeeper, it was uh, another Rob Zombie favorite, Sid Haig, who uh, sadly passed away a couple of weeks ago. Um, but that was a cool little cameo from him uh, in this film. I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, of course you don't. I Josh don't. Doesn't under, Josh doesn't know horror films. So, I don't. Yeah, so, Sid Haig is a pretty regular. Here's the thing. I live above a funeral home. I've lived above a funeral home for the last three years. I don't really watch scary movies above the funeral home. Not because I'm afraid that, you know, things are going to come get me at the night. I'm welcoming to it. But scary movies just don't do much for me personally. I rather enjoy well you're gonna you're gonna be watching some more according to our list um, there's not a lot there's a lot of horror on there's there. there's a lot of shit horror on there but uh yeah so some other notes that i had for this film though uh mrs strode is d wallace who was the mom in et i don't remember et too much at all um but I know I I've seen the movie, I've seen oh my God. Yeah, yeah. that Steven hope, Spielberg masterpiece. I hope you've seen E.T. And uh, that was a car. Um, we'll edit that. Uh, I'll edit you. Also, uh, Daniel Harris uh, it plays Annie Brackett, the sheriff's daughter, and Daniel Harris is also a regular in the Halloween franchise. Uh, she plays Jamie Lloyd in Halloween. Uh, four and five in the original series i'm sorry is it halloween four and five or halloween four and five because you fucked that up halloween four and five you sure it isn't halloween 420 no damn that would have been good that's Um, a good cameo somebody do that please (laughs) somebody please do that weed's becoming medically allowed in states across the u.s just do it okay you can get away with it now um but yeah, so Daniel Harris is you know pretty regular, so that was kind of cool to see her in a cameo. Uh, also, how does Michael Myers move so quietly that the little girl doesn't hear him standing behind her as she's watching TV? Because he's literally right behind her. Yeah, for a person that is seven foot tall, I uh, how because I'm six foot one, and I know I okay I can be sneaky. I'm not gonna lie, I've scared people at my old job in a parking lot pushing carts and i could have had a cart with me and people would be like fuck i didn't hear you coming you can use your eyes which speaking of which nobody in this movie uses their eyes nobody can see shit the two cops that come to the house i despise because they didn't look through the fucking house they're just like okay i'll I'll split up i'll go up here you go down here no Stay the fuck together. Search the house together. You have two guns. Also, to the cop that came when he heard a noise. Because... He came when he heard a noise? He came up the stairs when he heard the noise of the kids screaming and the window being busted out. Shot Michael Myers one time. I don't know if anybody knows this, but even back then, there's usually... 
anywhere from six to eight fucking shots. We only had time for one and shot. I hate them. I really hate them. Um, Why does every cop have to be an idiot in film? They're small town it, cops. That doesn't excuse them from being stupid from the whole experience of, you know, abiding the law and controlling it so that other people are con- following said law. Um, happy Halloween, boo. Why are you calling me boo? Because you're a bitch. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so the last couple things that I had written down was... Um, first off, how does he, like... How does Michael fit all of his hair under the that mask? Because there's no uh, latex mask in the world that would fit that entire mop of hair. Are you asking me these questions? Yeah, Josh doesn't or... have any hair, so I guess he's probably not a good one to ask. Uh, I, no, no, no. I, well, I know I don't have any hair. I, I choose to be bald and I shave my head. That's not the point of this conversation. But you're asking me how I think he fit his hair under the mask? It's a rhetorical question. Uh, okay. It's just a note. I mean, I'm going to answer. Because fuck you. Um, because it could work. Have you ever seen people put on 30 t-shirts? It works. Not, but those aren't a latex mask. It could be. Same principle. Maybe he has a really small head under all that hair. Very possible. Um, yeah, Lori falls into an empty pool at the end of the movie. Uh, that looked like it hurt. Yeah, and she straight up, like, fucking headshots Michael Myers at the end of the movie. So you would think that uh, Michael's definitely dead if you're going under the assumption that he's a normal human being. So with that, uh, I'm going to ask Josh, do you think that Dr. Loomis is dead based on the ending of the movie? And do you think Michael Myers is dead based on the ending of the movie? I don't think Dr. Loomis is dead. Even though he had his eyes, like, gouged. Okay, his eyes were still there. He still grabbed hold on Michael Myers at the end. And Michael was just, like, just kicked him away. He didn't, like, stab him. If I'm recalling uh, yeah. correctly. So, you're wrong. I would hope that Michael Myers is dead from in the film franchise. In that respective dialogue. But, there's a second one. So I'm assuming he's not. And it's probably just like Scarface or something in terms of like, oh yeah, I just went through his cheek. Or like Edgar Allan Poe of Psychopaths. There's always a way to bring the killer back in these films. And the the final thing I wanted to mention too before uh, we move on is that Michael Myers' kill count in this movie is insane. If I counted correctly, he had at least 17 bodies that he racked up. And that's pretty That's pretty high for even a slasher film. I think I'm going to agree with that number. Uh, because I kind of just grouped all the victims after the hillbilly stuff into one set of victims. And I forgot to count. Yeah, so, I'm, pretty sure, uh, I'm pretty sure it was 16. But here's the question. Did the one other mental prisoner or uh the girl yeah was she dead no i think he left her but we don't know we don't know though we didn't so see the answer that. can't be but uh, we did see him kill the guards and uh and machete yeah so or max as uh other people will uh 
chastise us for. But uh, so we're gonna move on. Um, so, uh, what do you want to rate this out of? I I do want to bring up one more thing. Is that the doctor at the end gave her a coat. That coat had the gun in it. Or at least it seems it did. Because, because at near the end, she found the lucky gun. But it was near the coat that she had thrown. And it was near the doctor's body, who was still alive, still breathing, still able to hold on to an ankle for at least a little bit. And uh, she had the gun the whole time. She could have done that. Also, I'm calling bullshit on that gun misfiring twice because of old shells. And only on the third or fourth, it finally decided to shoot. I just wanted to add that in. Um, so in terms of rating, Halloween 1, the remake by Rob Zombie. I don't know, I have mass, knife, jack-o'-lantern, or stabs. I like stabs. I like stabs too. So, 1 out of 5... Five being the best, you should watch this movie. Um, and one obviously being, you might as well just throw it in the dumpster and buy a little container of gasoline and just light the fuck on fire. Because, uh, yeah, that's how I would feel. Or anybody else should feel about any of these films. If you are looking for a slasher film that will, one, piss you off by just the sheer stupidity of individuals... I rate it five stabs out of five. But if you don't want to see that and it pisses you off, two out of five stabs. So me personally, I got pissed off at the TV and it's not great when I yell at the TV because neighbors can yell and there's can there can be eviction notices. So I would have to put it as a one stab out of five oh, myself. Okay. So... I don't think that this is a great movie. I do like this movie. Um, it's It doesn't compare to the original Halloween. That is probably one of the best slashers ever made. But I do like I it. Know, we didn't fucking watch it, so how would I know? Well, now we're going to watch it, Josh. I don't want to watch it. We're already at the same count of things. No, it's a different movie. Give us your fucking rating. Uh, but anyway, so I, I do like this movie. Um, it's definitely got a lot of problems, but uh, I think I think I'm gonna give it like a two and a half stabs out of five, like right how, down the like, middle. How do you give a half stab? Like, is that just like it just goes part of the way in? Oh no, I get the premise of how a half stab works, but you never hear a police report that says, "Well, this." person got stabbed 19 and a half times or 19 and three fourths i'm time. giving it two and a half stabs this is a shitty right system right down the middle <laughs> why not just cut them right down the middle just one stab down the middle with a giant fucking knife because i think it's better than a one probably but you're i like it better than a one you're special sometimes but so if you're a fan of slashers watch it if uh, if you're a, a super fan of the Halloween franchise, you should watch it. If you're a horror noob like Josh, you might want to stay away from let me, it. Let me, let me just put this in. If you're already a super fan of Halloween, you should have already fucking watched it. Don't listen to this. Don't listen to us tell you you should watch it if you're a super fan of Halloween. 
Because you should have already watched it and not be an idiot like me. Yeah. But we will continue this for this first episode of... We're going to be continuing on with Halloween 2, the other remake of Rob Zombie. Are you ready to scrape the bottom of the barrel with the Halloween franchise? Should I just go out and start the dumpster fire? Yeah. Or uh, where... um, where should we really go with it? I don't even think that you are ready to begin to comprehend what the plot of this next film is going to be. Let me ask this. Am I going to be yelling at the TV more? I will probably be yelling with you, but for different reasons. Uh, hmm. Can can we just say it's for the same reasons and then we'll uh, no, differ from there? You'll understand why when you, when you see the film. Okay. Uh, but we will continue on that with this first episode. And uh, we'll be right back. All right, everyone. Uh, we're about to watch Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Uh, so like we did with the first film, uh, before we go ahead and watch the movie, I'm going to have Josh describe the plot of what he thinks the movie is going to be based on the movie poster. Uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, uh, the poster has... Um, Michael Myers kind of standing in the middle of a field with a knife raised uh, with a tagline that says family is forever and the title Halloween 2 in orange lettering. So based on the movie poster, Josh, what do you think the plot of this film is going to be? Um, Well, he looks like Demented Scarecrow. I'm not going to lie. It's been a few days since we watched the first one. And I'm still pissed off about certain features of classic horror genre in general. Um, I also see what looks like a scar on his mask. So I'm guessing the gunshot, even though at the end of the movie, the first one, seemed like it was a uh, headshot, one and done. Might seem like it could have missed. In which case, I will be... More than likely, additionally pissed off. Pre- prepare to be very pissed. This movie, it's hot garbage. From what I remember. Is that your best description for it? Just hot garbage? It's hot we garbage. We can't add gasoline to it. It's a burning or... dumpster fire. Okay. Of a movie. Okay. Well, we're going to start this here and uh, see if my uh, vocal cords give out from yelling or if I just break my TV. We'll see what happens. We might both break the TV. I'm gonna blame you. Okay. I expect interest. So, we just finished Halloween 2. And, um... It's... It's a very interesting, uh... Reimagining of it. Of how it could continue. I'm... A little bit pissed off. There's some issues I have. But, all in all... It starts off with a sequence that you think is real based on pretty much immediately after the events occurred at the end of the last movie. And uh, we find out that it's just a dream of sorts, a nightmare, a night terror, two years after the fact by the sister. And go through a few more episodes of that, find out that Michael Myers, of course, is not dead. Because his body was never recovered. And that he, uh, coming up on the two-year anniversary of the 
time he reappeared after escaping the asylum, or institution, however you want to put it, he then goes on a murder spree of good number of people around the area, including an actress from the first movie who survived, and plenty of other friends of Lori's. Eventually he does get shot, and I'm so happy about that. But there was a lot of references to a white horse, and uh, we're going to go into that. Okay, so, uh, yeah, I guess we'll just start with uh, some of the stuff we wrote down. Um, First off, Rob is pissed off that they changed the child actor yes. for Michael Myers. I fucking hate when they change uh, cast members in the sequels to movies. That pisses me off so bad. I, the kid was, like, way too normal. What, you didn't like James Rode in Iron Man 2? No. Yeah, I didn't either. I thought it was not the greatest of choices, but... <laughs> the kid is way too normal. He doesn't look like uh, the original no, he just kid has, actor. He just has blonde hair. He's just yeah. that tall. Yeah. He's just I, like a, a normal kid. Like a... Yeah. Don't I, don't, I don't have as much issue with it as him, but... So, the starting scenes start with corners taking the body... And there were some uh, necrophilia jokes. This ain't my first fucking corpse rodeo. <laughs> it's my favorite line from the movie. Uh, I have one that's just later in the movie. But yeah, while they're talking about fucking a dead body, the the driver hits a cow in the middle of the goddamn field on the way to a hospital. No, not in the middle of the goddamn field. It's in the middle of the fucking oh, road. road in the middle so of the it became ground beef. Just like the driver. Yes. And then, of course, Michael Myers gets uh, Michael Myers gets out of the ambulance and proceeds to cut off the head of the remaining EMS uh, personnel with a piece of broken glass from. The shattered windshield of the ambulance. No, it's from the cow. It was a glass cow. Might as well have been. Um. (laughs) And throughout this fucking movie, Michael Myers continues to see the ghost of his mom with a white horse. Also, his younger self. His younger self is the only one that can talk. This is stupid. So stupid. Michael Myers did get a new knife, though, I noticed. It wasn't the same old knife. Yeah, it was, like so a it was knife. longer. It was like a mini machete. Yeah, kind of. Also, I wanted to say that the whole like hospital sequence—that's my favorite part in the movie because I think it's the best and it's like a cool ode to the original Halloween too. Because after that, that uh, scene, the whole rest of the movie is just a complete departure. Yeah, but she also the thing is. It also started the movie with Lori getting surgery, thinking she was going to die with, like, a broken leg. She was walking around with a broken leg in a cask. I don't know how many people have the, have had those in the past. I haven't, personally. But I've heard they're excruciating, especially right after surgery. So, I, I give it one bloody knife bullshit to that point. She was on a. She was running off adrenaline. Do whatever you want. I. Yeah, but she was also doing that when she went to see her friend, and then her head was spinning, and then. 
That's when the nurse came in with a split lip and a split nose. Yeah, <laughs> and a, that was awesome. a split face and just screamed. And uh, he went to then help Lori into the car. The building they were also in, which had a locked gate, was made of cardboard. It's very prevalent in yeah, the... Uh, Michael Myers just punches through the fucking walls of the uh, the guard station. He used an axe. He basically went the shining on it. Yeah. Except he doesn't say anything. Unless, like, he's behind the younger self in these dream sequences that are just... But yeah, I hated that dream sequence. I was very upset after that fact. Yeah, it pisses me off every time I've watched this film that just turns out to be a dream. Because I think that's the strongest part of this movie, honestly. There's also a security guard, Buddy. I think he is the real hero in this uh, scene. Yeah, poor Buddy. Where uh, he, I'm nicknaming him Blind Buddy. Because he didn't look around. His car, which we didn't hear start up, apparently moved. But we did find out that the doctor survived. I kind of called that at the end of the first synopsis for our first one. And uh, he hasn't learned shit. He's still a uh, prick. Yeah, Loomis is a fucking asshole in this movie. I mean, he was kind of an asshole in the last movie. But, uh, you know, he's also just profiting off of, uh, you know, all the murders from the previous film. And, you know, he even, like, goes back to Haddonfield and is doing, like, you know, news interviews in front of the Myers house where all the murders occurred. And, uh... His his character could have had so much more integrity. And it could have grown from this experience but he just went back to his old ways but in between all of this we found out Lori has a job at a certain spot that I love this marketing I love the brand's name it's Uncle Meets Java Hole a forward thinking CD warehouse coffee place record store I don't know what the fuck they do there but it looks wonderful and I wish there was a place near us that had it. Um, that's also when we find Michael Myers, older, larger beard, just traveling in a in a field. Yeah, Michael Myers is literally a hobo through 90% of this movie. And he only wears the uh, iconic mask for probably 25% of the time. You see yeah. way too much of Michael Myers' face. They... The mask seems to give him powers. He, uh... Yeah, he, like, puts it on when he kills somebody and then takes it off. It's really dumb. He he can kill people without the mask, though. The last movie, he had to have a mask on. So, he's evolved in some respects. So, he gets interrupted... Not interrupted, but stopped by some rednecks. Because rednecks are prevalent in this fucking area. And, uh, they actually get him down to his knees and, like... Not almost kill him, but like, they they get him farther than Jim Bixby, Bixby, Bixby. Oh, Joe Grizzly. Joe Grizzly. Joe Grizzly. And they don't even they don't know he's Michael Myers though. They just think he's a guy stealing their crops. So they instead of you know like talking it out, they just start to beat him with a baseball bat. It's true. Uh, and then they also have uh, antlers on the front of their vehicle, and I knew immediately what was going to happen. One person got impaled on those, and uh, 
I actually enjoyed the cinematography of that one. It, uh, it, I, I was like, oh, come on. Just because I hate rednecks and <laughs> cinematography, and I, I think they're way overplayed at times, just to add that sense of idiocy. <clears throat> so, uh, some of the other things I'd written down was that the brackets have the grimiest-looking bathroom on the face of the planet. Well, he has two teenage daughters, technically. I've, I've never seen a bathroom outside of a bar that looks like that, though. It's got, like, graffiti on the walls. It's just it's very grimy. Just they're like they're it's angsty. covered in a layer of dirt. Okay, they're almost killed by a serial killer. The what are you expecting? Though. It's like a normal farmhouse. There's nothing normal about that fucking farmhouse. They uh, also moved from their old house where everybody else was murdered. Thankfully, they did that. Also, we get a scene where uh, we return to the strip club from the first movie that the mom worked at. Rabbit in Red. And uh, it's so tasteless that they have a photo of uh, Deborah Myers, Michael Myers' mom, with a sign that says, uh, Home of Deborah Myers, the mother of Michael Myers. I think there was a, a reference to the Devil's Eyes or something. Probably. I, I can't remember. I didn't remember her name. Uh, she's also the one in white with a white horse and young version of Michael Myers through different parts of the movie. Yeah, she's played um, by Rob Zombie's wife, Sherry Moon. Oh. Okay. Who's in every Rob Zombie film. Also, at the strip club, we find out why mullets went out of fashion. And also, Michael Myers really hates naked women because he always goes for the naked lady. Yeah, not not always. Like he does and he doesn't. Well, he he kills the the girl having sex with the guy in the Myers house in the first movie, who's completely naked. He goes to kill uh, Annie Brackett in the sheriff's house, who is topless, and then he kills the completely naked stripper. And there's probably more. He kills his sister in the first movie. Who's naked. I think that's just circumstance. Also, uh, Lori's having a mental breakdown throughout the whole movie. And she has a uh, trust in Charlie, as in Charlie Manson poster over her bed. So she picks up a copy of Dr. Loomis's book, uh, where she discovers that she is Angel Myers, the youngest sister of Michael Myers, which... I feel like that's that wasn't the correct name. I don't know if they went back and retconned that because that does not sound right. Another thing I noticed was it said 15 years later and I thought in the first movie it said 17 years because of Machete saying I've been watching this kid for 17 years and that's the night or a week or two later that he escaped. So I'm very confused on the timeline at this point. But one, two things I wanted to point out. Over these two years that he has been off the grid, he uh, did he live off the land? And why, after two years, did he decide to come back? Well, he was stealing the rednecks' crops, so he was living off the rednecks. Okay, but he also ate a dog. What do you mean he ate a dog? You didn't... There was a dog in the back of the rednecks' car. Yeah, who said he, he ate him? It showed it! Do you even watch... I did not see him eating a dog at any point. It was point literally when they were eating pizza. It went back and forth between Lori picking at her pineapple 
and Michael Myers cutting open a dog or a wolf or whatever the fuck for. Maybe I was in the bathroom. Or you weren't. I don't recall. I call bullshit. But yeah. Uh, back to the strip club. Uh, we get a curb stomp without the mask. So he's capable of killing without it. But he puts the mask back on to finish off the owner and the stripper. He does. Yeah. And then just fast forward a bit. Cause I, I, I just want to... The one note I have from that afterwards is with the naked stripper, as you foremost mentioned. Uh, I just put the note, run, stripper, run, as a reference to... I just forgot the movie. Shit. What's the movie with? Run, run, Forrest, run. I'm an idiot. Anyways. So, yeah. Also, one note from the strip club is part of the mask is ripped off. Oh, yeah. I did have that, too. That That's actually pretty cool uh the costume design i think for michael myers is cool when he's actually wearing the mask because he's got like a hoodie like like an old cutoff hoodie it's more edgy top of yeah i definitely like the the eye portion ripped out of the mask that looks cool when he actually wears it yeah anyways <clears throat> continue but yeah so then my next note uh basically after you know some other random kills that don't really matter he takes care of Lori's uh, friends from the the coffee shop uh, we eventually make it back to the Brackett's house where he finishes off the daughter Annie uh, Daniel Harris's character uh, after failing to kill her in the first film and I think the thing that we both liked about the scene where her body is discovered by her father. I think we're. I think we need to wait on that just a sec. Dion, I I'm going to reach that. But between that point, because Annie was still alive when she was discovered by Laurie's character, she's still alive for about two minutes, three minutes. But in between there, there was a Doctor Loomis scene where he was on a show with Chris Hardwick and we're Weird Al Yankovic and it was a great little cameo that I found hilarious and I thought it was great. Yeah, that cameo was pretty funny from Weird Al. And uh there should there was there should have been more than one officer outside the house. No smoking, stay on the porch. Don't let person get behind tree. This is before Michael Myers makes it into the house to take care of Lori's friend, who I don't remember her name right now. Annie. That one. But I will say, once Lori and her friend from the coffee shop came back and they saw Annie's body in the bathroom, they were stone-cold drunk, instant sober, which I'm sure everybody has felt in some way, shape, or form. Anyways, we can continue Okay. So with the... Uh, Scene with the father. So after Annie dies, uh, the sheriff finally makes it back to the house and discovers her body. And I think the thing that we both uh, agreed on that we liked was that uh, when he realizes that she's dead, they show clips of her as a child. And it kind of sets it up for a more emotional sort of... uh, It grips you more, especially if you were a parent. Neither of us are. But if you are a parent and you have, I could definitely see people getting choked up by that point. Just because it was very powerful from that sort of present flashback 
sequence. Well, what I found uh, cool about this too was they actually used clips of Danielle Harris as a child, which I believe they were leftover clips possibly from uh, Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, because I believe she was wearing the same costume in the clip, so I thought that was cool. I, one thing I do want to mention, and this doesn't have to do with the movie, but I love how you always bring up the fucking actors or actresses' names. You rather should than learn their, their names, Josh. I don't care at times. If it's a movie that's over ten years old, if I haven't seen it before, I'm not going to remember names. Learn their names. No. Maybe later. That's not the point. We talked about this earlier, of how Rob describes movies that he's never seen. If he sees the poster, he's going to say the actor or actress's name did this, this, and this, and that's going to be the theme throughout every time he hasn't seen said movie that we go through. It's important. you got to give them credit. They have credit. They made them. Anyways, I digress. Now we're near the climax of the movie, and the full police force has been called to a small shack that they are pretty sure he, he being Michael Myers, is at. Yeah, he's kidnapped and Lori and taken to the shack. Very reminiscent of the first movie, except less doors. Yeah, there's less running around. Lori's just kind of rolling around on the floor of the shack. The, there, there was running prior to the shack. There yeah. was like a f- few forests and hills. And then a young man thrown through a car window. Also, cars are light. Yeah, Michael Myers just lifts a fucking car and, like, topples it over a, an embankment. So that was cool. Yeah, that was a good number of effects in the movie that worked out. Except for any of the white horse shit. Any, <laughs> of, the, any of those little flashbacks, I hated. But yeah, so in, in the shack, uh, Lori's just kind of rolling around on the floor going through some sort of mental episode where she can see uh, Michael's mom as well as the younger version of Michael Myers who is like holding her down and she's screaming you know they're holding her down they're holding her down uh, but great, when, great rendition by the way yeah thanks yeah, thank you we all needed that but when Loomis enters the shack at the the climax of the film uh He's telling her there's nobody there. Now, we need to go back just a sec. Because Loomis sees this happening on TV. Sees just in a random fucking hotel room in town. And he sees this. Gets down there in like a minute. And uh, first thing he does is goes up to the sheriff. Who, the sheriff also read the book. Was trying to get Lori to talk to her before she read it by chance. Which... By the way, why the fuck... If you had mental anxiety to the point where you're imagining your potential killer murdering you each night, basically, why would you buy a book based on him? I don't understand that premise. Like, if I was afraid of snakes, I wouldn't own a snake as a pet. Why not? Okay, there's a, there's a theory about, like, facing your fears and or, like, devouring them in ways. No, not doing that. Just because I'm afraid of heights doesn't mean I'm going to live in a treehouse. Because it'd be a shitty treehouse. But, Dr. Loomis comes down. And, uh, I have to say, Sheriff Punch. Sheriff Punch hard. Loomis goes down. 
and it was great. I was clapping. Yeah, that was one of the better parts of the movie where the sheriff just decks him right in the face. Also, he pulls his gun out and is basically crying, threatening to shoot him. Yeah, Loomis deserved it. Yeah, yeah, very much so. But yeah, Loomis enters the shack to uh, try to save uh, Lori, um, where he confronts Michael Myers, and Michael ends up driving him through the side of the shack out into the open, where he uh, takes off his mask and says his only word in the film, which is, Die! Uh, stabs Loomis and is immediately gunned down uh, by all the police officers with their shotguns. Do you want to add some more like, depth to the die, or is that is that good for you? My response to that was, hobo down. 30 seconds later, Lori comes out, and with the... She grabs the, the knife from Michael Myers as she's no. seeing the ghost of uh, Michael's mom. Hit her mother, too. Not well, just his. Yeah, the mother. And, uh, yeah, she starts to go towards Loomis, but, uh, the trigger-happy cops shoot her dead before she can get there. To our knowledge. Oh, no, she's dead. Okay. She's dead. She's definitely dead. I was hoping for a third. Because the end of the movie, it shows Lori, uh, in a white hallway, uh, which I would assume to be the afterlife, and, uh... The, the song Love Hurts is playing, which I thought was a nice touch as it calls back uh, the murder scene from the first film because the same song is playing. It's just a different rendition. But uh, the movie basically ends with Lori in this white hallway that you can interpret as the afterlife. But unfortunately, the very last scene is the mom leading a white horse down the goddamn hallway. I just wanted to respond with, uh, after I said hobo down, lorry down. Yeah, white horses. They're a thing. But, onto our rating of, should you watch this movie, which, for this one, it's gotta be white horses, because that's the prevalent theme of this movie. That horse and shows up so <laughs> many goddamn times. It's in an ink blot. It's in... It's not even subtle. It's in the beginning of the movie. She gives him... A white horse at the very beginning of the movie. There's a quote about a white horse before the movie even starts playing. There's this fucking ink blots where it's clearly horses. You need to calm down. This That's the part I hate most about this movie. What I hate most about this movie? That you hate these parts about this movie. And it's fucking great. And I love it. I think the child actor was the best choice. It's terrible. <laughs> So anyway, we're going to rate this out of white horses. So Josh, what would you give this movie? Compared to the last one, which I believe I gave it a one stab out of five, I give this a five white horse out of five. Because it was, seemed cleaner in yeah, some respects. Man, you love trash. And <laughs> no, I'd say, I'd say a two, uh, I'd say a three white horse out of five. Because I enjoyed a good amount of the scenes. The ones that attracted were, of course, the white horses. A few of those scenes. But I still thought it was a bit better than the first one. Enough to give it two more marks. God, you're giving me... Oh, my God. So so how's your one horse, white horse rating out of five going? 
Is that where you're leading? Yeah. So I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a one, <laughs> white horse out of five, and that's only because I did enjoy it a little bit more than the last two times I've ever watched this. But man, there's a lot of bullshit in this movie. I really fucking hate the horse. I really fucking hate the, the fact that they replaced the child actor. That drives me nuts. And I hate that they show him without his mask so often. It would be cool if it was once or twice during the movie, but it was like 75% of the shots of Michael Myers were maskless, and it just takes away the um, the whole mystery of what he looks like. So, yeah, one out of five. This is hot garbage. I think the child actor was a great choice. Um, just for the simple fact that it annoys you. But... Hopefully anybody that has listened to this or tries to listen to this has enjoyed it in some way, shape, or form. We've learned a bit more about each other, about certain things that we agree on, certain things that we hate. If you're gonna watch some about movies, each other. if you're gonna watch some movies on Halloween, probably don't pick these two. Yeah, go with you know. Go with the original Halloween. No, go with Leprechaun. I hate you. <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> and all of its sequels. They're all fantastic. Go with Leprechaun in Space. How about Jason in Space? Jason X. Also better than Halloween 2. Well, we will try to get another episode out. Hopefully in the next few weeks. We'll see what happens. Not sure. We have a whole list of them. Because both of us are idiots when it comes to movies at times. And I just like, apparently, trash movies, as Rob well, so should, quaintly puts it. Should we pick our movie for the next one? It, I think it should be... Uh, it depends, because next month is Thanksgiving. So, we, I, I think I know what we should watch. Is it Thanksgiving? Uh, it's Thanksgiving. Uh, okay, then. Next one's going to be Thanksgiving. I have seen this movie. So it's one... I have not. Rob has not seen. A little synopsis... A demonic turkey raises hell, and we'll talk about it next time. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to subscribe to us on whatever platform you might view us on or preferably listen. Leave a five-star rating. It really helps us out. If you want to follow the show, you can follow us on Instagram at Don't Watch This Pod. That again is Don't Watch This Pod on Instagram. If you have any suggestions for movies that we should watch, or have a question, you can either message us on there or email us at don'twatchthispod at gmail.com. You can follow Rob on Instagram at robtomorrow. We want to give a special thank you to friend of the show, Emily Jones, for making the incredible artwork for this show. Give her a follow on Instagram at royalefroggy. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll be back soon.